Hello and welcome to the Dactronics Experience Podcast. Today we are on site at Allianz Field, the home of the Minnesota United. We're here with Cole Mayer. He's the production engineer for the Minnesota United FC. And we also have Chris Johnson with us, our product manager. Um, Cole, can we start with you and get a little history of your your background and how you got to be in the position you're in today? Yeah. Um, so I'm born and raised in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, actually. So I went to high school at Washington High School and um, uh, got experience with Dactronics video boards with the Sioux Falls Arena and Howard Wood Field um, and kind of knew that, you know, after junior, senior year of high school that I wanted to do this as a career and, and how do I set myself up for success to do that. Um, and I moved to the Twin Cities because it's a big market. There's a lot of video boards here. Oh, yeah. um, Hamlin is where I went to school and I did, that's a small division three school that's not too far from where we're at actually. Um, and so I was able to help out with their kind of like live stream productions, but then I also worked as a student worker for the University of Minnesota, getting hands-on experience with the Dactronic show control, their you know major control rooms and all of that stuff. So I did that for four years um, as a as an undergraduate student. When I graduated, I did a year and a half up at St. Cloud State University, running their hockey center video boards and kind of doing their in-stadium presentation. And luckily for me, I, um, I wanted to do soccer too. Um, I did an internship with Sporting Kansas City as a sophomore, uh, lived a summer in Kansas, got the full MLS experience. It was awesome. Knew that's what I wanted to do. Wouldn't it be great to do that in Minnesota, knowing that Minnesota United was probably gonna be a major league soccer team. And sure enough, you know, we built a, they built a new stadium and the person that, uh, uh, worked with me over at the U, got a full-time job with Minnesota United as kind of the game presentation producer, and and he fought for a production engineer because he kind of knew that was an important. Once you build a new stadium, you oh, need yeah. someone to run all that equipment and, right. and manage that control room. So I was hired in January of 2019, right before the stadium opened in April, and um, I've been here ever since. So it's it's my dream job. It's, it's where I want to be and couldn't ask for a better setup, honestly. I, I'm kind of curious, what's your... What's your observation of as you kind of move from different levels, right? You worked at, you know, video boards at the high school level and then the college level, and now you're here at the professional level. What kind of scale do you see and how do you see the operation change throughout different levels of sport? I'd say it's more tools in your tool belt. Yeah. Um, you know, show control was definitely something that Howard Woodfield used a lot, but they also had a TriCaster, yeah. and, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of setup. Um, you're running videos, but, you know, you don't have as much content. Right. Um, so it's, you know, as we move to the college level, you know, you have people that are doing their full-time jobs creating content for their video boards and their, for their school. So, and then as you get to the professional sports, you're paying an outside company to create, you know, your bigger moments, sure. like your intro videos and whatnot. So as more resources come available, that kind of scale grows. But I would say, you know, the, the opportunity for learning show control at a high school student level and knowing the same... Uh, buttons that you know my right. people are pushing today running a professional um, stadium it's you know that experience they just get better and better as operators right. and and that's like that steady growth and and show controls like very very user-friendly I mean we kind of all know that and uh, when you can sit somebody down show them how to create a button um, you know this is what you're playing this is how you're doing it right. and and you teach them a few steps, then then the the world is open to them, and they can mm -hmm. you know mess around and make whatever they want, and and that's like where the benefit of a high school is. So because I, I guess I've I've said it this way, um, 
I went to Hamlin Division Three school. Mm-hmm. They were just happy to have something, right? If sure, you got sure. the if you got the score on the live stream, you know, without a score bug or whatnot. Now it's easy to do, but back back when I went to school, not that I'm old, but you know, <laughs> it was it was a lot to get a CG sort of like score bug okay. on a on a live stream for us because we didn't have a resource, we didn't have you know any of that stuff. Um, and so they were just happy to have something. As mm-hmm. I moved to St. Cloud, okay, now let's put some thought behind this. Let's let's have a little bit more of a plan, but anything can go, basically. They, they just want higher quality content. Sure. And then as you move into the professional realm, you know, you're you're expected to have this and that and, and all kinds of other bells and whistles to your show. So, right, sure. Uh, yeah. So then even moving up through those levels, you were familiar with Show Control before you got to Allianz Field, and it opened in 2019, like you said. And were, were you ready to have all those tools and kind of put them together? Was was there some excitement on your side to say, hey, we, we've got this stadium and, and we're doing this this way and I've got these extra tools in my tool belt? Yeah. Um, I guess like it's knowing, understanding what show control can do. Yeah. And when you're when you're building a stadium and opening a stadium, like you're you're literally building new buttons and doing all of that stuff. And mm-hmm. and, you know, you have a couple of days of training and support, but you're also like, well, I don't know if I want our look to be like this yeah, and sure. you're you're asking for people's opinion like you're you're mapping out your LEDs you're are these the sizes you want is sure. this what your in-game look is is this you know are you are you changing between looks we have a long skinny board so are you going to cut all of our content to be not 16 by 9 friendly yeah. or are you going to try to keep it 16 by 9 right. friendly and those are kind of the decisions you have to make and it's a trial and an error and and you know we're we're supposed to be the experts on what that looks like and I'd say we we you know succeeded in that we haven't changed a lot since 2019 either just from you know we did it right there was not a lot that we needed to change right and And i was just gonna say that's that's really interesting when you when you think about that right like every production you walked into already had buttons already had something there and you got to start from scratch and i bet that's equally terrifying as well as exciting where it's like we can do whatever we want from here and it's interesting you said you really haven't changed it much because you feel like you did nail your theme right away and you kind of run with that and enhance it from there. Yep. Yeah. It's, um, you know, all the buttons from the dimming buttons to yeah. the, you know, a lot of work. taking all of that. So it's, it's a brand new show control machine, right? And right. that's that's part of opening a stadium is, is you know, building it right the first time. Yeah. I would say content management is probably the biggest one there. Okay. Sure. <laughs> and, then, and then you've been doing this for three years here at the stadium and you've kind of learned different things along the way. Like you said, it's not too different, but you probably refined a little bit and learned a little bit as you went. And now you're going to be hosting the MLS All-Star Game here. Um, what's that like? Is there the excitement for that or are you changing things on the board just for the game? Um, it's we're not changing a whole lot. Um, they've kind of looked to to me and and my colleagues to kind of keep things the same or, or okay. do what's what's best for for our stadium since we kind of know how to run it and whatnot. Sure. And it's just trying to figure out how to enhance their moments. I mean, the biggest thing for the All Star Game is is really not the or the game is big too because mm-hmm. but that's just a soccer game. We have the the skills challenge, which is a soccer event, and that's yeah. like. Um, it's not a soccer game. So sure. that's like, how do you enhance that? How do you do a different sport with soccer in your stadium? You know, they have timers, but it's not, you know, the clock is meaningless in soccer, but for a skills challenge, you know, the clock is one of the most yeah. important things. And that's, um, how do you, how do you manage that? How do you, you know, be able to put that clock on all a bunch of different displays in the building? And, and then they have event scores and then they have, you know, the overall team score, and then you have player individual scores for the skills challenge. So, 
um, that that's kind of taken up a lot of the time. Sure. Um, but you know, All Star is just as big with a with a bigger presentation. It's the pregame. You know, soccer doesn't have a lot of breaks, mm-hmm. so it's how do you build out um, that pregame introduction moment um, to be a big mm-hmm. grand event that you're used to seeing and sure and everything. Yeah, that's something I didn't think about is the the skills challenge that goes with it, and you're hosting that as well. That's that's interesting to hear the the difference of the clock and and it's important for this, and it's just kind of running for this for each half type of thing. So interesting to to see how how different elements that go with the all-star game you hear the all-star game you think of the big game the grand production before the game but that's another side of it that you also have to prepare for um looking into to other things like i know you you just hosted a a recent game um from a premier league team um are there any other big memories that stick out i know that game was fresh in your memory and kind of a, a kind of a highlight maybe yeah um everton came to town back in july and that was you know english premier league Mm -hmm. that was that was a pretty big pretty big game for us we won 4-0 so you know that's that's exciting from a standpoint but just the the level of elevation that you know english premier league brings when we when we play them on here or at and you know at allianz field and we can show them our our stadium and Mm -hmm. um everton has that history it's it's like you know we're playing the twins playing the yankees i guess not really because they do but like um, you know, just in that kind of like we're a small team, but then you're playing a, a bigger team yeah. that's well known and has millions of followers across the world. So sure, and then and then you got to host them at Allianz Field, which which we said, but um, you've also got some technology here from Dactronic, some displays. You, you mentioned them a little bit and the the different r- aspect ratio and how you work with that. Can you tell us a little bit of what it was like to have brand new technology in 2019 and how you've kind of worked with it to to enhance the the game experience? Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, stats are are one of those things that aren't that important in soccer, but, you know, providing stats is is, um, something that we wanted to do from day one, and um, we were fortunate to have actual displays that are above our supporter section that we display those numbers and digits and passing percentages, shots, fouls, saves, corners, all of that stuff, Um, and one of those things that we we recently just got was all sport pro soccer um mm-hmm. and chris and his team kind of came out and let us beta test it and um that's that's really changed just how we have been able to display the stats but also what we do with that information once it's dis- um once it's in the system and yeah. that's um just enhanced our clock operator you know th- there's not a lot of stop and stop or start and stop uh in soccer so you know giving our clock operator instead of just waiting to hit plus one for a goal you know now she's keeping track of shots saves fouls all of that normal stuff she's keeping up to date with uh passing percentages and and uh possession percentage um, but then she's also managing the the substitutions and and building out that kind of game summary of this okay. person got a yellow card, this person subbed in for this person, um, this person scored the goal, and that's all through All Sport Pro Soccer, and we can take that information and then put it on other displays within the building, and yeah. that's that's enha- you know that's just a little extra step that um, you know at the 63rd minute mark if you're a fan and you and you look at our gip you can see you know oh and the third minute you know so and so got a yellow card and we scored on the i don't remember when we scored when we scored the 13th minute is you know then this person scored and this person was the assist and that's that just as little things you know as Mm -hmm. as you build out your show and you um i guess it's like game presentation in general the things that we notice when we go to other facilities it's it's what what little in intricacies that 
that you do to your venue that give it that kind of like, maybe not everybody looks at that, but um, you know, you know it's there and, and you put the time and effort there and that's, yeah. that makes it special and, and different. Yeah, it's something a little extra and I was gonna ask if all those stats were ready to be put on the displays at any time, but we kind of look at that and say the more data that you have, the more, more of a story you can tell around the event. Like you said, that game summary and like, having it available for anybody to just look at at any time and be like, oh, I forgot what minute we scored. If I remember it was pretty early in the game. What minute was it? Okay, it was this, and they can check that stuff out. It just kind of adds an extra connection to the game. So that's kind of what All Sport Pro Soccer has brought for you. Is, and you've, you mentioned a lot of the different capabilities. Is there any one that sticks out that is like the most important to you or the, the most exciting to you to have? Um, the substitutions is huge. Um, okay. Building out the rosters, putting player names and, and cards in there. Um, when we do have a substitution, we try to get that information out right away. I mean, we have somebody down at the, the fourth officials table at midfield on comms, you know, coming up to our producer saying so-and-so is going in for so-and-so. And, uh, and so then we're turning around that information and it's two clicks of a button for our clock or our all sport pro operator. And, and then we trigger a show control button that changes our, okay. our game in progress, our supporter section displays, and it, and it you know, has a, our graphics, are all, that's all media RTD information that's being triggered and, and uh, pulled from All Sport Pro. And that's, that's helped, you know, before we, we did it with the person or our show control operator typing in the numbers of the oh, players, yeah. and it was more pre-built cards, but sure. this way we're able to take first name, last name of the person, pull it all together, put the team logo in there, build a, uh, a red arrow or a green arrow and, and play out that content just to those supporter displays for, you know, 30 seconds or whatnot as the PA announcement's going. Okay. Of, and, yeah. and I think this is something we talked about like right away when we started installing All Sport Pro with you guys is that media RTD usage is really critical when you have that data, right? That, that when you when you have this list of data and all the substitutions and rosters you can use, representing that media RTD seems like it's almost the secret sauce to all of it, right? It seems yep. like with your production. Yeah, yeah. We've I've used media RTD for a lot. We use it for you know little dots on our game in progress for substitutions. Yeah. Um, and we use the penalty kicks button for that. You know, how do you how do you maximize your your technology that's provided to mm -hmm. give those little tiny moments but to make it look and feel like yeah. the way you want it to in your venue and and that's you know all sport pro has been able to help us with that and streamline um our processes on just how do you get that information and turn it around there's not a lot of information in soccer but substitution yellow cards red cards yeah. that's that all stuff that needs to get out there um and it's a pa whenever our pa is reading you know there's a graphic and a and data behind that and that's and that makes it different and special yeah i'm, I'm kind of curious when you when you talk about you know more of the clock operation the score operation stats what's the biggest change you've seen between you know, you, you all use the AllSport 5000 even earlier this year versus using AllSport Pro now. More a shift in the way that a game is scored, more on a, a graphical look than uh, the AllSport 5000 box. What's, what's maybe the biggest change you've seen with the scoring side? Um, I would say, like, just the user-friendliness of it. Um, you know, instead of... It's, you're using a keyboard and a mouse or an iPad mm -hmm. um, to type in that information, and... And instead of a physical box and buttons that, you know, is kind of, I would say older. I mean, the AllSport hasn't really changed yeah. in a while. So sure. um, that giving, training somebody in, it's not you push this button to do this. You got to scroll through a menu. It's like, this is how you type in the names. Like we use um, MediaRTD to pull the logos. 
okay. uh, for our game in progress. Yeah. And that's the guest team abbreviation. And so, you know, you load all those logos in, and as long as you type in the three character digits, it'll pull that and put it into the, sure. the game in progress. Instead of uploading a new game in progress every single game, you're, you know, you're just typing in three characters, and, you know, everywhere that that logo is supposed to be is now there. And that's, nice. you know, streams, streamlines the, uh, right. as you're turning it around, you know, game from Wednesday to Saturday, it's, yeah. you know, you're not replacing a lot. You're just changing out a few, few things from the data side, and and it's, it's easy. Okay. Yeah. And you mentioned the the training and training a person on it. What was the implementation of it like when you when we brought Allsport Pro Allsport Pro to you and said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna integrate this with the rest of your system. How did that kind of go? That installation process. Yeah. Um, it took a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chris had to kind of convince me because you know the clock is important in soccer, um, and you don't want it to stop. So. Sure. Um, you know, Chris came with, with one of the developers, Glenn, and, and, you know, we, we did it. We, we were like, this is the game. Chris is here. Like, let's turn it on. We had our, our field engineer here as well as like event support. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, that first game, it was like, all right, we can do this. Cause also like, you know, I didn't want to just give all sport pro to the operator and say, figure it out. Right. Um, exactly. It's like, I want the guy that developed it, you know, sitting next to her yep. so sure. she can click the buttons and you know, this is a bug, this is a, an issue. Yep. And, um, I would, you know, setting the time we, we changed the time from our, when the gates open, it mm-hmm. runs down to zero and then we have to set it to 20 minutes really quickly. And, you know, just how do you set the time? Yeah. That's, that's a basic function yeah. that, you know, you need to be able to show um, somebody on how to do. And um, with the presets, too, to just go from pregame to first half to halftime to second half without having to push three buttons. Now it's just mm-hmm. one button. Um, it speeds up the time a lot. So. Sure. Yeah, the main clock, right? Super important. And I think that's something that, you know, when you look at even driving other other things in your venue. You know, we, we worked on the video board, but obviously getting to locker room clocks and all that stuff too, that is like the most important data element, it seems like for any venue. And soccer, you said the main clock, you know, it's a little less stringent than like a basketball game, but still super important, it seems like. And it seems like that needs to be represented super importantly at every site. Yep, yep. Um, so with the implementation now, you, you've got it, you've kind of ironed a few things out. You've been using All Sport Pro Soccer for a little bit now. Um, you'll be using it for the all-star game as well. Is that correct? Yes. And yeah, we will for the all-star game. And then I believe I'm going to be sending the skills challenge, the main clock feed as well. Okay. Um, what's nice about that is, you know, it's a web GUI. So one of the things with the skills challenge is like they operated the clock out of the broadcast truck last year. And, and it was like, well, we have a clock and you should mm-hmm. use all sport yeah. pro. So, um, we're going to, you know, put a laptop in there broadcast trailer and they can hit stop and start on the clock and we can send that data to them. And that's, um, as long as you have the network connection, like that's going to be revolutionary because it's like sure. with the all sport 5,000, you're not, you're not going to be able to put, you know, there's only one spot in this building yeah. that could be, but now with all sport pro, I can change any port in the building as long as it's on the Dactronics network and, uh, hit stop and start from anywhere. Okay. Or you could do it over your phone if we had the Wi-Fi for it. So like that's right crazy to think about because it was like you know during covid it was like there's one person that has to be in that room outside of the audio board person and Mm -hmm. but everyone else could move out the clock operator had to be in the control room and and um you know with all sport pro if that would have been during during covid you know you could have put that person in their own booth somewhere anywhere 
they could stay at home so you had that, and remote that, into a computer. That <laughs> added flexibility. Yeah. 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 A lot of people were staying at home at that time. So that would make sense. But um, is there anything coming up for the All-Star game that you're you're looking to kind of make a splash with? Like you said, you wanted to do kind of a bigger intro. Is there anything you can talk about without giving too much away? There's not a whole lot that, I, you know, it, it seems like we've been talking about All-Star for so long that um, there's so many things that are probably in my mind that, you know, we'll do. It's it's really just that expanded footprint. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to have five or six, you know, broadcast trucks here. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to do all of the normal video operations that you're used to doing with just one. Yeah, and okay. then um, their content's going to be completely different than our content. So you're, you're, you're rebuilding mm-hmm. a show. You're loading in a lot mm-hmm. of new content and, and how the skills challenge, you know, how you get that data from them and back um, just for the skills challenge. But then for the game, it's... Um, what what kind of stats can we display? What what kind of highlights and information can you sure. season stats or or provide uh, for these players? That you know, being in Minnesota, we have two all stars on the team: our, our goalie Dane St. Clair and mm-hmm. Emmanuel Reynoso, um, who's a midfielder. So our people will know who they are, but who who else is on the team? And that's that's working with um, the producer for the Major League Soccer that's doing the event on just how do you get that information and how do you how do you make it a memorable moment for everyone here? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, the, the ability of the digital displays to have different content on them to rebrand it for all-star game. That's obviously something that's going to happen. You said different content, but you can, you can host those different types of events and skills challenges and you've got the flexibility of the control room that you can do that. So that's, that's awesome to hear. Um, and also I wanted to talk a, a little bit about the history of Allianz field. Do you have any bigger memories from, from the past three years that have happened that kind of stick out in your mind? Yeah. Um, I mean, opening a stadium is just crazy. Like, I'm happy to say that I did it. Um, would I do it again? Probably, but you know, I'd learn from that experience because it's it's not something that everybody gets to do. And mm-hmm. and um, you know, hired in January, going to uh, our game was April 13th, so I think the month of March is still a blur to me. <laughs> um, right. It was coming in at 8 a.m. and not leaving till 2 a.m. <laughs> just to like, you know, you're, you're building everything. There's a lot of training. You're, you're doing a lot with just, you know, you're doing switcher replay, you know, cameras, all kinds of stuff. And then you don't know, is this, you know, what I'm learning right now, is this the way we're going to do this? Like, is this going to be our workflow or are we going to have to completely change it? And, um, IPTV was one of those things too, you know, you got to learn all of that and just, you know, control over 200 TVs in the building. So, um, that's, that that's kind of like remembering opening a stadium, which is a memorable moment. But then also like for bigger bigger events, we had um, that that year. I think we had drone racing league here, so oh, that cool. was kind of cool. Nice. Um, they they kind of they used our our displays and and they fly at night. Um, so mm-hmm. you know that that year I was here till four or five a.m. Yeah. Um, just from uh, they were here in the summertime, so they couldn't start flying until about eleven o'clock. Um, but they used our stadium lights. They used our um, uh, the facade on the outside of the stadium changes color. They used the LED um, and kind of built out a game. It's more of a live to tape show, but um, for that that was like our first non soccer event too. Okay. And it was how did they maximize the technology of the building just from like an infrastructure standpoint yeah. and to marry broadcast booths together or, you know, we had enough infrastructure and we figured it out. And that that's knowing that we could do something that's not soccer in a soccer facility is, you know, we were built for soccer first, but right. 
knowing that we can use the infrastructure and, and the control room and everything else to do a non-soccer event, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and that, that was you said was your first non-soccer event. Do you host many non-soccer events at the facility as well, or is it just kind of when they come up? Yeah, it's, it's when they come up. I mean, we've had the U.S. men's national team and women's national team here. Um, we had the Minnesota Opera here um, during COVID, okay. so that was kind of cool as an outdoor venue for them. Yeah. That was like technically our first concert. That there was only like a thousand or two thousand people here. Sure. Um, we did in 2019. We had a football game with uh, Tommy, the Tommy Johnny St. Thomas and, and St. John's, okay. um, and so that was that was actually the day before our first playoff game in 2019. So that was a full turnaround. Uh, play football and then go play soccer the next the oh, next wow. day. Just keep so, it coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In 2019, and then you know, in 2019, you open a stadium, everything's great, and then 2020 happens. Yeah, and yeah. and then you have two years of nothing adjusting. And, yeah. yeah, and so 2022 is kind of this year of like, what did we do in 2019? What's it like to yeah. have fans again? What's it? Okay. Um, you know, what did we do in our show that we should try to change? Like, we have to remember like what we did in 2019 and how do we enhance it and how do you make that better? And, and we just tried to just sort of survive in 2020 right. and 2021. Cause yeah. it was really, we didn't have fans until about June of 2021. Okay. Um, so that was also like, or we had limited fans. So right. that's half the year, half your season. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, those two years are just kind of blanks, you know, yeah. <laughs> you can't really do a whole lot. And then, right. and then this year is just trying to catch up and, yeah. and grow it. And that's really interesting. You, you were just pretty much presented different challenges for two straight years, pretty much. And then you go right back to pretty much what 2019 you were trying to achieve. That's got to be really a lot on your, on your staff and your team to, to almost mentally switch that, to go right back to what you were focused on beforehand. Yep. Yeah. And we, um, you know, our motion graphics guy, uh, Jonathan, he, and I work on Fridays together. He kind of loads the expression, but he's also building out content for our LED displays. He's mm -hmm. running our fish uh, content. He's yeah. like, he's creating that. So when you get a product like Allsport Pro and you're like, we can do this. And then he's like, let's make an animation that covers that sure. and oh, open sure. it up. And this is kind of what I'm designing to make the stats look like, or this mm -hmm. is what we want a game summary get to look like. Um, one of those bigger things that we did was the stoppage time. We had never displayed what, how much stoppage time was on. Mm -hmm. You know, it's an announcement, but we weren't able to just like quickly add because that fluctuates yeah. so quickly yeah. um, with All Sport Pro. Um, we were able to take, you know, it's five minutes of stoppage time. The All Sport Pro operator hits a plus five. That data then triggers a game in progress that the time shifts, the score moves. We make a whole new GIP with a plus mm -hmm. whatever that digit is. Okay. And that's and that's actually a sponsored element too. So there you're you giving go. a sponsor extra coverage in a special GIP or game in progress um, in moments that... Um, you know, count and without all sport pro, without being able to get that fast digit, you know, we're not able to like execute that cleanly and, and yeah. swiftly every game. And but, I think there's a lot of value. It seems like to using more data and being able to monetize that, like you said, for your stoppage time, you said that, you know, you're looking to sponsor other data elements that's provided within all sport pro, it sounds like, and just giving you more flexibility to have more data and use it however you want. It sounds yeah. like, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it's taking a simple announcement, like you said, the stoppage time announcement. It takes that simple announcement, it makes it makes it its own graphic, yeah. and you can, you know, give a sponsor recognition at the same time. It it's really just taking a simple moment and and making it something bigger and making it something that the fans can even see wherever they're at and connect to it more than just having to to hear the audible announcement one yep. time or something like that. So yeah, when you can take over your supporting displays and mm -hmm. you know, 
make that animation happen and, and right. it's a bigger moment because people want to know how much stoppage time is yeah. there and, and you know I think we cover it pretty well yeah. just with with our few displays that we have it, it works out really really well and it's very clean and simple too so yeah very much so that's awesome well Cole I want to thank you for, for letting us visit and um, for taking the time to talk with us today and, and share all about what we've got going on here at Allianz Field with the technology to the all sport pro soccer and what you guys are able to do with that it's really interesting to hear what what you've done with that how you've implemented it and and you and started using it for for your fans so uh, thank you for joining us today yeah thank you no, Cole. it's great to have you guys out here and you know you got to see Everton lose and and uh, <laughs> everything else. So that's this right. This is fun. It's a good time. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah.